What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of Chiefs Focus First and Ten. You're here with JP and Caleb. What's up, brother? Doing good, man. How are you doing? You know what? I'm doing okay. I'm doing a lot better since I heard some news, but I'm doing okay. That's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. You ready yeah. for this game coming up? I am. I'm ready to see Mahomes go out there and do his magic and um, go to the Super Bowl. That's what I'm ready for. I hear you, man. I think we got a really good shot of winning this game and advancing the second Super Bowl in a row, man. Yeah. But I know a lot of people are worried right now about Patrick Mahomes and the injury he's doing. What Have you heard anything or possibly yes. seen anything? Yes, he's, um, there's, I mean, honestly, barring uh, him getting injured in any other way besides what was from that game, or if for some reason, very strange, very minute, you know, one in a million chance, uh, he he's 100% playing. I'll just put it that way. I think there's a chance he's not going to sit this one out. No, I he's definitely her- not going to. I saw a report today, and I think you know Carrington Harrison on Six Pin Sports Radio, but I think it was him. But he put a report saying that Mahomes answered all the questions, but failed one of them, and it was a game question. I'm curious what that question was, because if he was knowing all those questions, why missing that one question put him in jeopardy, allowed him not to be in the game? That's what really confused me. Well, I guess I'm confused uh, that he said he missed one because I've heard directly from sources, and then also. Andy Reid put it out there himself after I had spoken to you about it on the phone during the game that he passed all of his tests. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand why that one question kept him out. But hey, if that's what they well, decided I think, to do. I don't think that question did. I don't think that question was posed. I don't no, think no, he no. missed what I'm saying. No, no. They're saying that he passed all the questions besides for one. And that question he got wrong and due to the question-like sentence causing, made them to say he's not going to play the rest of the game. That's the report that came out today. That from that had this Harrington guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't. As I said, from what I was told, mm-hmm. and from what Andy Reid has said right after during the presser, is that he there was five questions and he answered mm-hmm. all five of them and he passed all of his. I'm just not understanding why he still didn't get the opportunity though. That's the thing. If because you're the NFL, the NFL set is the more <clears throat> involved than what people think. Um, you know, if, if NFL doctor goes in there because they're, you know, they're biased and they walk in there and they say, you know, they don't know exactly what happened to him because they didn't at the time. They just say, no, you're out for the rest of the game because they, because one of the way he stood up and the way his eyes looked when he stood up, the reason he was like that. And I went back and watched all 22 about six times. The reason it happened. It had nothing to do with hitting hitting his head, which there was five people out there that reported that he had a concussion from hitting his head. That was not the case. And I told you that during the game, that he didn't have a concussion. No, he didn't. So, he was... I, there's people out there that know what a sleeper hold is. And what it is, is it basically cuts off the oxygen into your brain. And... If you go back and you look at all 22 and you really look at the play, he was getting choked. I agree. And that is the reason why he lost oxygen to his brain. It had nothing to do with the way, anything other than that and the way his neck was twisted. His neck went down the, the wrong way. The guy had his arm wrapped around his neck and he was and he was putting pressure on it. And the position that he just happened to be in is what caused this to happen. He did not get a concussion. His head was not hit. In any way well, was his head hit. It's weird because they're saying he had, since he had concussion-like symptoms, he's going to be put in the concussion protocol, even though he didn't have concussion. But they're saying tomorrow he's going to have to go through. He's going to practice in some form, so we'll see. But I think yeah, I agree. He's going to have to. He's going to have a chance to play. Yeah, he will. I mean, I, I have absolutely no doubt that he's playing in this game. I, I mean, I bet almost anything on it. Mm-hmm. And 
I've heard way too much already about it, and it, it just is what it is. He's going to play. So, How many DMs have you gotten about this? 50. I got 50 today. <laughs> hey, man, 50 they want to know. They want yeah. to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I it was you. insane. Um, I was like one after another. I just got one just now. Not kidding you. No lie. <laughs> just <laughs> now. Play. Tell Mahomes them to listen to the gonna show. Play. Exact words. Mahomes going to play. Tell them to My listen answer, to the show. Well, I should have, but I just went, yep, because I don't have a doubt that he's not. I mean, I, there's no doubt in my mind that he's that he's going to put, you know, he's going to play in this game. So there's no possibility in a million years Mahomes would miss this chance or they can keep him out for something that really didn't happen to him. Yeah. So he's going to play. It is what I it agree. is. He's well, not injured. He's not feeling bad. He was tweeting directly after the game. That's what I'm saying. You should really, if you had a concussion, you wouldn't be on your phone after the game. No. But hey, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. But we at Chiefs Focus decided to also, guys, we decided to, we have a podcast page now. It's at First in 10 Show. At First in 10 Show. And what we've been doing, we, what, what we have decided to do is pose different poll questions for you guys to uh, answer in throughout the week or before we do the show. And one one we did for you guys want to know want to know is would Patrick Mahomes play? And ninety six percent of you guys agreed that he would play this Sunday. So JP and I agree with you. What was that percentage again? Ninety six percent of Q's yeah. Kingdoms believe that he would play. And yeah. I agree. Now we do have some people that say, oh his health and his neck. I know the Chiefs are looking at everything right now. I have full faith in them. I don't think they're gonna run him out there if it was that endangerment. So I agree and I think it's going to work out again. Yeah. But and, another- and I know, and I understand to, you know, with that poll or with that, that particular question, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of people out there that are not, uh, that are not sure that are just really honestly, just, you know, like hopes and dreams type of situation, which that is everybody's, but this is real. I mean, he's not going to miss this game. It's just that simple. Unless something happens, he's not going to miss this game. So I would just count on it, you know, and look at it as he was never injured to the degree that they thought he was. And he's just fine. I'll just leave it at that. I agree with you. So the next question we post for you guys is Barshad Breland. Do you guys think he's going to start? So far, 62% of you guys believe he will play this Sunday because there's not many of you know he did get a mild concussion during the game. Do you think he will play this Sunday, JP? Yes. Yes. Okay. I think he's going to be, if, if anything, he will be active and he will participate if he's a, if he's going to be in there, you know, I can't give you a percentage on the snaps. If there's any reason for them to doubt his abilities, he may be limited a little bit, but I do believe he is going to play. Yes. I'm about 98% sure on him too. You agree? Okay. I agree with you too. I think there's a good chance he'll play. I know he has to go to the concussion protocol. I think tomorrow we will have a better indication because due to how much he practices. So right. I think there's a good chance. And then lastly, as we know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire has been injured last month. 87, sorry, 80% of Chiefs Keenum believe he's going to play Sunday. What do you think? I, I can't put that kind of a percentage on it because I, I mean, do I believe he's going to play? I would probably say if I had to bet anything on it, I would I would say yes, but I can't give that kind of a percentage because you know it's all about progression. And he did practice some last week; it was very limited. So it's going to really depend on how he does this week if he's going to play in that game or not. I don't know I, if he's sorry. Go ahead. I, I don't know. Go ahead. I just I I, can, I would say probably there's a fifty percent chance. I would like for him to play, but I would not be concerned if he doesn't because we have Daryl Williams as running back. He is now our exactly. playoff running back after what he was able to do. And as many of you guys know, he averaged six yards of carry while Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb both averaged five, sorry, five and a half yards per carry. Yeah, combined. That is point five. Yeah, combined. That just shows you Daryl Williams was running hard and running fast. Yeah. He is also up for possibly a new contract after the season, I think the Chiefs give it to him because he has been pretty good as a late and he has been able to help the Chiefs continue to roll the tide rolling to the future. And I think 
he's gonna have another big game this ne- this next week because the Bills are not a good run defense team. Yeah, now Lamar Jackson was able to do his thing, but the Chiefs are a different animal. Yeah, this isn't the same Chiefs. So I think there's a good chance that even if Clyde doesn't play, we will be okay. Yeah, I'm not concerned if Clyde does or doesn't play. Is he? He's just another threat, and you know it's always nice to have all the threats you can have out there, out there, but. You know, on the flip side of that, we do have Daryl Williams and we do have Le'Veon Bell that I know he hasn't shown a whole lot lately or much this year since he's been with us. But again, I'll say this again, he's not the easiest runner to get used to. And this and, you know, it's not easy to just adapt to a different a different a system like ours. It does. I, you, you, people can adapt to a lot but when it comes to our system, offensively, especially it's extremely difficult to adapt to it, especially coming from a different team. Now, if you're fresh out of college, yeah, you, and you're a smart guy, you're going to pick it up a lot faster. You know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he picked it up. It wasn't like it took him three years to figure it out. It didn't take him that. Oh, it took no. him about three hours, and he was playing lights out. So it's 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 all about, in my opinion, if you're if you're if your mind like you know, Le'Veon was used to. The Steelers, when he went to the Jets, they didn't utilize him correctly because they didn't know how. It's not a matter of us not knowing how to utilize Le'Veon Bell or how for him really. It's more of it. It's him learning our system and our offensive line, being able to create the gaps on a time frame for him to run because he's a very patient runner. He's the most patient runner ever. And, you know, when it comes to this game. So it's all about timing when it comes to that. The the offensive line needs to know when to open a hole, you know, and it, it may be, they may have to count in their head to seven. And well, then, I know, you know one thing, if we get some big offensive linemen that aren't, that aren't going to be moved easily, I think we have a good chance of adapting to that method pretty quickly. Oh, and I think so too. I would love to see him stay. You I know, think I would possible. love to see him stay. Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's all going to depend on, <clears throat> you know, Right now, without fail, there's going to be some players that probably go next year. It's going yeah, to suck, but it is what it is. So you got money that's coming from that direction if they go. Um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, Veach's whole mindset, and it's the same with Andy Reid, is you keep the – and it's the smartest mindset you can have, and that's why we're back in the position we're in right now, is because you keep the guys that got you there. You know, and then you find the weaknesses that may not be such a strength and you, you know, you let them go or the guys that are just up for huge contracts that may not, that you can replace somewhat easily because nobody's easily replaced in this sport unless you're just downright horrible at what you do. But if you have somebody that's talented, Kendall Fuller, that is extremely talented. And when he was put in the right position, played lights out for us. Of course, he got a good contract, and he moved forward. We couldn't pay him that contract, given the fact that Chris Jones is really a more valuable player. Patrick Mahomes is the most valuable player in this NFL, and probably all of sports right now. And, you know, you got the contract with Tyron Matthew, with, in my opinion, right now is the best at his position, and he has proven that game in and game out, especially this week. Mm-hmm. You, you know, so you got all these guys that you got to think about that are the skilled players that are getting you where you need to be and who you can replace that maybe even a skilled player or not, but can adapt quicker and easier. Well, let me tell you something crazy. And I know we're switching around, but PFF uh, college. So the PFF score for the college mm-hmm. came out today and they did a tweet saying, Hey, these are, these are the best rookies remaining in the playoffs. Number one was Tristan Wurst out of Tampa Bay. Number two was Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Number three was Legarius Sneed. And number four was Willie Gay. Three Chiefs players. Three, three, three Chiefs rookies are on that list. Yeah. This is easily one of Veach's best draft classes we have seen. And we haven't even got the chance to see Lucas Niang play yet. Yeah. And I mean, I we really gonna... haven't seen a lot of Willie Gay. You know I mean, well, we, yeah. You know, when you think about it, we haven't seen a ton of him. I mean, the best is yet to come with those three guys. So that's pretty spot on. And you're right. Veach is a guru. He's a freaking, he is a draft guru. 
He's good. He knows what he's doing. He really does. I mean, when you look at the class of GMs that are in this league right now, I don't know of another GM that is as good as him. I mean, I just don't. I mean, who who out there? Okay, you got guys that, yeah, they've drafted certain players. Okay, one or here and there. Maybe one a draft class. Beach pulled out three out of one draft class that honestly could sign extensions tomorrow and teams would steal, or would die for him, would cry they're, for him. They're that good. They're especially, that good. Especially Jarrett Sneed. Yeah. You know, he has won the best coverage rates as a cornerback so far in this league. I know he was injured for about five of those, five, six, five, six of those games, but every game he's been playing, he's been dominant. I mean, he's had, he had a coverage sack last week in the divisional round against the Browns. I mean, he's playing lights out. And I can only can only wait until DeAndre Baker comes and him and Baker are out there. I'm telling you right yeah. now, we're going to have one of the best cornerback groups in the league. Oh, without fail. I mean, right now, the way I see it, you got, yeah, I mean, you got DeAndre Baker, you've got, and I tell you, it sucks as much as I hate to say this. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. But somebody might be getting replaced with one of these guys. But and it, it, Who do you think? Uh, man, I got a feeling two different people may end up not being here next year. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is going to be Breland. I, I agree with that. I think his time's come, unfortunately. Yeah, and I got a weird feeling if B- Baker turns out to be what everybody assumes he is and if Veach is right, which he usually is, 99.9% of the time Veach is on point, and DeAndre Baker turns out right, I got a feeling Ward might not be here. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, man. If we had Ward, Baker, Fenton, OP, that's a pretty good group. Yeah. Unless they want to keep, unless they want to keep Ward on for veteran purposes, but yeah, I man, he's had a, a interesting season. He has not played that well, and honestly, I'm a little nervous to see what he can do against Stephon Diggs of the Bills. Well, last I, game he, they last might have game, to switch him around. I don't know what's gonna happen, man. I, I would love for them to keep Ward, but he's just not having a good time. I don't know what the issue is. I mean, honestly, that one catch that happened against him wasn't even a catch. That was when yeah. guy only got one foot down. Well, what I'm be- hoping is he's only he's hit like a slump. You know, maybe he's hit that slump that he. It that, feels like he's been a slump all year, though. Well, he was. Remember, he had a broken hand. That's, you know, that's so you got to take six that's weeks true. out from there. And he played through that broken hand because Sneed got hurt right after he broke his hand, and he continued to play. In fact, it was the next week, the following week. So that's when Ward went back out there. So you got to take six weeks off for that and maybe a little bit more time because I know when he went back out there, he had the cast on his hand. And I remember the play. It was right down towards the end zone. He went up to stop a pass. His broken hand hit a helmet and then hit the ball or the ball hit his hand. So that could have extended out some of his injury, you know, for some for any period of time. That's true. I've always liked Ward. I've been... You know, you know, I've been a fan of his since the since day he walked in. Him, know, yeah. so, and I, I still believe he has what it takes to be a shutdown, you know, top five CB in this league. I think part of the problem, again, is injury. And I think with the injury, some people don't adapt to being injured and coming back mindset wise. And it seems to me, and I know he did put out a post one time that he was in a slump and he wanted to get out of it. And then 
he was asked about that slump, I don't know, a few weeks later. I think it was after he got his cast off, or a couple weeks after he got his cast off. And he said, what slump? I'm doing just fine. And that day, he had a good game. One pass was, you know, he had one pass get by him. One. She really hasn't gotten much. It just seems when he appels pass gets by him, he just se- it just seems to how to say when a pass seems to go by him and he gives up that play, it always seems to put the Chiefs in the worst position possible. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's because that's a tough position to be in. Yeah, yeah I'm not wrong. Yeah, I mean, salute yeah. to him for being out there because cornerback, you have to be with the receiver. You can't make sure he runs by you. You have to hand fight and look at the turnaround. I mean, it's very, it's one of the most difficult positions in the league because they aren't really able to do what they can do. What I mean, exactly. what they want to do. Yeah. The rules are written for the offense. Yeah, it is. And, and not only that, I mean, you know, his eyes are going five different different directions during a play. And plays, you know, you know as well as I do, plays last anywhere from, you know, two seconds to maybe six or seven, you know, from start to finish, depending on how long the quarterback has in the backfield. So he's watching, you know, not only if it's a fake, if it's a handoff, if he's going to dump, you know, an RPO, if it's, you know, he, he's got to know where to go all the time, plus defend a guy he's on and keep his eyes in the air, on the guy he's on, on the quarterback, foot, feet work, you know, just everything. You know, it's not an easy position to play. And I think maybe it got into his head a little bit when he got injured. And plus, getting slammed on Twitter doesn't help matters. He's an emotional guy. He always has been. And people can say what they want. You know, you get paid to take criticism. That's not true. I mean, if I walked into Foot Locker and you were trying to sell me a pair of shoes and you brought me that wrong size, and I just ripped your head off on Twitter because of it, how would you feel? It doesn't matter what profession you're in. Being lamb-blasted by anybody is not good. You can critique something, but you don't have to say it directly to them. We critique people on this on this show all the time. But we don't go on Twitter and say, you suck, you worthless piece of shit, don't play, you, you shouldn't be playing anything. You know, why the hell do we have you on our team? Because that's what happens, and that's sad. That's just absolutely sad that people do that to others. So it gets, you know, some people, they don't know how to process that kind of stuff. Most people don't. It doesn't matter what profession you're in. You don't know how to process it. Good God. Actors, if you tell them they did a shitty job in a movie, they'll go jump off the tallest building they can find. So these guys are tough as nails, but in the same aspect, they still have hearts. They still have feelings. And trashing them out, it's not going to do them any good. It's not going to help them any. So, you know, you let other fan bases do that kind of shit, and then you defend them. You don't sit there and trash them out. That's all I'm going to say about that. But he, um, I think he still has the opportunity to be very good. This is his, now I think, fourth season. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, he played very well. And, you know, at times his first season, he did, you know, for the most part, did a pretty decent job. His second season, he got better. Um, so it's just, it, you know, things happen. You know, you go through these slumps. Everybody thought Mahomes was going to go through a sophomore slump. His sophomore slump was 290 yards and three touchdowns and no interceptions. That was his sophomore slump. It's not bad. Yeah, against the Arizona Cardinals. And that happened during a time when his future father-in-law passed out of the game that was his slump so you know some people go through it some people don't some people mature faster some people don't some people are 27 years old and still yelling at fans and their players so some people like you can i mean i can look at uh what's this uh, dk metcalf i'm a rookie because i've made some great pat- catches this year and i'm basically god I'll just well, go he's a second-year player. He thinks he's the greatest. Yeah, so I'm going to go out and I'm going to just cuss out my quarterback that's been playing the game for 11 years and cuss out my head coach that's been around the league for 35 years and tell the you know the the uh, offensive coordinator to pound sand. And if you don't play me, I'll just go sit and throw a fit. You know, you could be like that, or you could be a guy that goes through a slump, gets his head straight, and comes out and plays hard. And I think he will. I think eventually he'll be better, and I hope he stays. We can't have just four corners in our in our locker room. <clears throat> I think, and I have a reason why I think he has the chance to stay and seeing Breland go, just due to 
the reason why I'm saying is because I think the veteran leadership award would be helpful because he knows what he's doing. And Breland's so good I'm, too. Yeah, I'm saying so. Breland's good too, but he might have a payday coming his way, and I wouldn't blame him if he left. I mean, hey, yeah. you, I mean he can get paid, man. But as we as, as as we know, the Chiefs are playing the Buffalo Bills this Sunday, 5:40 CT time, in the AFC Championship game at Arrowhead. JP, you were at the last Chiefs Bills game in 1993. 19... I want you to share your thoughts about that game, man, because you were at you were at that game. You saw everything happen. I cried. I actually cried. And I mean, I mean, I bawled like a baby. When Montana went down, I cried like a baby. I mean, I just, I, I didn't know. I mean, I knew we were done. You can hear, it was like somebody releasing a thousand balloons when you were standing by those players. Everybody just, it was like, the, it just took all the gas out of everybody. It was probably as a Chiefs fan the most miserable thing next to Derek Thomas dying that I've ever been through that was horrible and I don't ever want to see that again but that was in New York that's not that was a different team a different quarterback a different situation all the way around I'm not saying anything about the team itself because to be honest JJ Burden Willie all those guys I mean very word Everybody, I mean, Christian, everybody that was in that game were all-star players. Montana got hit. It was a dirty hit. He got hit real hard, and he was done. He was out on the field, like completely out. And it was a vicious hit that probably should have, you know, in in today's day, somebody would have got, like, on the commissioner's list for that hit. So... It was probably the most depressing time I'd had since as a Chiefs fan. Like I said, other than DT dying, that was really about the most depressing thing that could have happened to me. I expected, to be honest with you, I expected that year, along with a lot of other people, that that was the year that we were going to go to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't happen. You know, so. And then, you know, of course, Buffalo goes and loses. Yeah. Who they lose to again, by the way. I can't remember now. I don't I remember was, who they played. I, I know it was a four falls of Buffalo where they ended up losing. Oh no, they lost to the Cowboys. What oh am wow. I talking about? Hmm. Yeah. Well, do you think so, the Chiefs could beat the Cowboys in that day? Mm-hmm. Oh god, yeah. All they okay. have is Emmett Smith and, and Michael Irving, and I mean, okay, but let's put it this way: Troy Aikman in thirteen years, including playoffs and Super Bowls, how many touchdowns do you think he threw in thirteen years, including all games played? Seventy-five. Well, no, he he threw 165 in 13 years, including the playoffs and Super Bowl. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, Mahomes. Mahomes is three years into the league, really. I mean, as a starter, he's about to beat that record, (laughs) and he's about to beat that record. So, they weren't the biggest. They they depended solely on Emmitt Smith, um, and rightfully so. He's one of the best running backs that's ever played the game, and he proved it because. He was used in 80% of their plays. So their passing percentage was nil. Kind of like how ours was before Joe Montana and after Joe Montana was gone. Mm-hmm. It was back to pound, 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 throw a ball once, pound, pound, pound. And he even did that with Montana. That was just something that Marty believed in. And Marty had a lot of philosophies. We would sit and listen to his... He had a... He had a philosophical answer to every single question or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess it would be maybe like a debate or, Mm -hmm. you know, he had a philosophical answer to everything. And you know, the crazy part is, is that when he said it, it came a lot of times it came out of the blue. Because he could sense if a player was in his head, if he just wasn't feeling good, if there was something wrong. And all of a sudden, Marty would just pop off and start talking about things and have this phrase, hmm. this like this paragraph that he memorized. And he memorized so many of them. I mean, he that was just him. And he made it work for him. I mean, he was a winning coach. He just never got to that. The big game. The big game. 
You know, whether it was with Cleveland, with us, it just didn't matter. He just never got there. So, I don't know, man. It, you know, it, it, it was a depressing time. You know, this well, time I feel a lot better about it. Well, what I'll tell you this is this is a completely different team, and they have a chance to win and go back-to-back Super Bowls, man. They have a good chance. They do. They do. I think, honestly, I'm hoping Frank Clark has a day. And yeah. I know that, I mean, we saw the picture of Frank Clark. I mean, sorry, we all saw the picture of Montana being knocked out and that guy from the Bills standing over him. Hey, man, yeah. maybe something like this could happen in this game. You never know. I mean, this defense is fired up. They're ready to go. Frank Clark did a pretty good nice job last game. Hey, man, if they want to have a good chance of beating the Bills, they have, that pass rush has to get to him every single play. Relentless yeah. pressure. Yeah, because he's not the greatest under pressure. He, he try, He's been trying a lot to roll out. I've been watching a lot of his film, mm-hmm. and he's been trying to do some Mahomes-esque moves. Um, he's not as successful, or nearly as successful. He tried one that was across his body, and he was flat-footed when he, well, to a degree flat-footed when he threw it, and the ball sailed 15 yards left and 40 yards over the guy's head. So uh, he, he can try it. And he does run the ball here and there, and he's a tough kid. He takes some hard hits. I'll give him that. I mean, I saw him get just hammered uh, in that playoff game, and he got right back up, mm-hmm. you know. so He's a tough kid. He's a tough he's kid. A, he is, so I'll give him that. And But he's not no Mahomes. He's just not. I mean, I'm sorry, but he's not. There's things Mahomes has in his mind. Look, the guy's got a pho- photographic memory, number one. So anytime he watches film on people – he, he, and the crazy part is is that he can remember what happened the week before the week mm-hmm. before that the year before that and he can and he knows exactly what's going to happen in this game by watching film so if you think that Andy and Mahomes haven't been sitting there and spags for that matter and watching film frame by frame of the bills, you're crazy because that's what he does. And he watches footwork to handwork. He watches everything that goes on with the defense. He knows how they're going to move, which directions they roll, what their tendencies are. He sees all that and he remembers it. That's the one thing that he has that no one else has. He'll, he can remember a number on somebody's Jersey and remember which direction they're going to go. And he know did, which I mean, direction. Mahomes has that memory. And you see that. I mean, he wasn't well, as Kelsey said before the game, Mahomes already had a whole notebook on the Browns defense ready to go. And they imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bowen Branch and how you can discover this new level of softness with their iconic sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% responded that Bowen Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They source the rarest 100% organic cotton for an incredible softness to start. Then they skip the toxins and harsh chemicals for a natural feel unlike anything else. And it all comes together with their signature weave. This special design feels buttery, breathable, and unlocks new levels of softness with every wash. And they stand behind their promise of softness. With their 30-night guarantee, you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. If during the 30 nights you don't love your sheets or feel them getting softer and softer, you can send them right back, no questions asked. So head to BolinBranch.com for 15% off your first order with code RESTFUL15. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Pretty much did what they had to do. They exposed the Browns' defense. I mean, Travis Kelsey juked. I mean, juked Denzel Ward out of his shoes. Yeah, he did. He broke some ankles on that play. Mahomes with a toe injury made Miles Garrett fall. I mean... Just so many different, so many crazy things happened that game, and I just have a feeling, man, the Chiefs, the Chiefs can pull it out and win this game. One, excuse me, sorry, one um, position I'm going to be watching in position battle is going to be 
what's going to happen in our offensive line versus our defensive line? Will this be a game where we punish them and pound and pound and pound the rock? Because right now we have Daryl Williams. He is the running back of this team. I don't think they're going to go to anyone else, really. I, You know, at this point, I, I think, you know, it may go both the other direction, too. The Brown knows the Brown. I mean, I'm sorry. The Bills know that they have the 28th or 29th ranked run defense. They know that. So they have to load the box. Yeah. So they they they're going to load the box up because they know Daryl's good. They've seen it. They watched it happen. They know Le'Veon can be sneaky when he wants to be, and they may just try to. Which I kind of hope they do. I hope they blitz Mahomes. Because the biggest mistake any NFL team ever makes is blitzing that man. He will make he will break your ankles and make a pass. And then you're going to be laying there with broken ankles wondering how the hell that ball went across his body <laughs> while he was falling down and calling his girlfriend to see if her stomach was okay. All at the same time. How's the baby? It's good. Okay, I just made a 51-yard touchdown pass across my body while I was calling you. So... It's going to come down to one of two things. Either Andy's going to split it up to a point and throw the Bills so far off like he did the Browns and everybody else he's played for that matter. And I think you're going to see some little bit more stuff out of Andy's playbook this week than you've seen. I prior. agree. I think this is the time. Yeah. I think this is the time where they would have to do that because they can beat them already straight up. You know the craziest thing though today is I saw a video in Kate Adams on Good Morning Football. She said that the previous matchup between the Chiefs and the Bills, they need to throw that game out the window. What do you mean throw that game out the window? That who was needs to throw it out the window. Kate Adams said that they need to throw yeah, the game out the window. Basically saying that game or? shouldn't be referenced. That game showed the Bills got exposed. They cannot guard the running back. The same thing happened with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he got some runs, but we're we gonna talk about the Buffalo Bills offense and how they really can't score. I mean, the Ravens kept him in check. They yeah. won seventeen to three. Yeah. Seventeen to three. Josh Allen only had one. T- well, he only scored one offensive touchdown. They got a defensive touchdowns and a field goal. That was yeah. it. You can't yeah. beat the Chiefs by only scoring seventeen points. No. And that's why. I said, and that's why I said on Sunday's show, the Chiefs will be underdogs this entire week, regardless if Mahomes doesn't. Regardless of what happens with Mahomes, because they just don't believe in him. They believe that the Bills and Josh Allen truly are going to win. And I'm sorry, but they're going to be in for a rude awakening, I feel like. They are. They are, too. I I, I think this is going to be a statement game for Kansas City. That's how I feel like this is all going to come down. Because with all the rhetoric and all of the bashing and all of the talk, not just from Bills people, but from national analysts, Good Morning Football, you know, all these guys... And then, the, you know, of course, you've got ex-quarterbacks from the Bills coming out and saying, well, this is how they can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They don't know. They're sitting at home, you know, not even being able to throw a football anymore, but they, they know how to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. If that was the case, you'd be out there teaching somebody how to beat us. We wouldn't have went 14-2. and two. So, and, and, you know, and we wouldn't be 24-1 and one right now. That's crazy. 24-1 in the last five games, Patrick Mahomes' record. That is pretty good. I've never seen Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or Peyton Manning do that at all. Oh, let me tell you. You know who else is on the list? Who? Nobody. Sorry. <laughs> I had to throw no that out is, there. Yeah, no one no one's ever done that in the history of football. No one's ever went 24-1. and So just put that in your fucking pipes and smoke it. Irritates me when people say they know stuff. Um, yeah, nobody else has done that in the history of this league. Has went twenty four and one like that. It's not happened. He broke another record, not just that one. There was another one with touchdowns. There's yards touch. See how was it? Rushing touchdowns, passing touchdowns, and yards versus interceptions. No one else has done what Mahomes did this year. No one. So it's just another record he's got, man. I mean, yeah, he's breaking records every single week. And I know what we Chiefs fans want to see is back-to-back Super Bowl, back-to-back Super Bowl MVPs. I mean, that's exactly what we would like because he's just a, such a great player and what they were able, what they have been able to do as a late just shows you how great of a team this is. 
I can't wait. I can't wait to see what's going to happen because, and I agree with you. I think Andy's going to open that playbook more, and I believe that they're going to have to because the Bills are going to treat this game like it's the Super Bowl because they truly believe that they can win. Yeah, they do. I mean, there's no doubt they think they can win, and you know, any team out there is going to think that. The Browns thought they could beat us. You know, I mean, the Ravens thought they were going to beat us. There's a lot of teams out there that think they can beat us, and they didn't beat us. The one team that didn't think so actually did beat us once. The Raiders. On an off day. Well, that, that was week, their Super Bowl. Week four. That was their Super Bowl. Remember, they're week five champions. Yeah, they're week and five. And look champions. where they're at. They're, they're, at, they're at Cancun right now. So on the yep. beach. Playing yep. no more football. Exactly. So... You know, and then and they got a court, quarterback controversy, and they've got players that they've got to decide whether that that are in turmoil right now that are irritated and don't want to be there. Darren Waller, um, you got a lot of people out there that they got a lot of shit to contend with, and then John Gruden's wondering, okay, I'm four years into this, you know, am I going to be able to get to a playoff game next year? Because I can't seem to make it. They're struggling, man. They're struggling, so, man. But what is one? I look at that game Sunday and I think, you know, with all the ankles that we broke, Mahomes is the one that got hurt. Sure. It irritates me. I mean, we were breaking ankles left and right between Mahomes, Kelsey, everybody just, man, people falling off, off the Browns left and right, and then Mahomes gets hurt. Just blows me out of the water. But anyway, go ahead. I was saying, hey, maybe it possibly saved him from getting an even worse injury that would take him off the, out of the entire playoffs. Who's that? I'm saying possibly having that injury possibly saved him from getting hurt another way, which would have taken him out of the entire playoffs. Oh yeah, without fail. I mean, you know, and that's and I'm think I mean I'm thankful that I was able to you know find out early enough, and then also that it was legitimate and everything was real on it, and it, he wasn't hurt. You know, I mean, he, he yeah he was hurt, but it wasn't to the point that he actually got a concussion. Mm-hmm. You know, so. It just is what it is. Uh, you know, people need to distinguish what, it, you know, and there's still reports all over Twitter that, you know, with Patrick Mahomes' concussion. One guy said concussion. there's a 0% chance he plays. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Have you not looked at any of the reports? Who said He's, that? The guy we were talking about earlier saying there was like a 0% chance he plays. And even if he does play, the Bills are going to win. The guy is that delusional. Oh, the CBS sports guy? Mm-hmm. Oh, he, man. He's just somebody that sits behind a computer and talks out of his ass and it's usually wrong. Um, it, it, there, there, there is no way in a million years that we're just going to lay down and let somebody walk oh, over. No. I'm Not telling you right happen. now, I think, and I'm being honest with you, to say if Mahomes didn't play, I know the Chiefs team we have would give him a pretty good fight. I don't know if they would win, but they would give him a fight. Yeah, they, they would. would. They would. We have so many different plays we could run, and I am believe Chad Henney could help. Oh, I think he 100% can help. I think if he calmed down, Mm -hmm. he could help. That would be a huge thing if he could calm down. Yeah. What position of groups or battles are you looking at going to this game? To be honest, I'm about with you. I want to see our run game against their run defense. But I'd like to see also, I would like to see what, who, if anybody, can stop Tyreek. I, I don't know that they have somebody out there that can actually stop that man or Travis Kelsey for that matter. So I'm really looking at both sides. I want to see their run D against our run. And I want to see, I want to see if they have somebody that can, that I can actually put a stop to one or even both of, of those two players. So that's what I'm looking that's at. That's fair. I think, yeah, that's going to be interesting because we the last game. They really didn't have an answer now warranted. Kelsey did fumble towards the end of the half, but it resulted in a missed field goal, so that canceled out. But yeah, man, I'm kind of curious to see what Tyreek Hill will do. And remember, this I don't think this is... I think there's supposed to be snow and some rain that game. Yeah. There's supposed to be some type of wintry mixture. I think that the Chiefs will use that to their advantage. I know the Buffalo Bills are used to playing this cold weather, but if this is a repeat of the first game, the Chiefs have a very, very, very good chance. Yeah. I don't know if the Bills have improved anymore this season or if their schedule improved. In the media, they improved. Oh, well, yeah, in the media they did because they've won. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers were the best team in the NFL because they went 11-0. and 
in the well, media's I got, eyes. I got something to say. I have a friend who says he's a Chiefs fan, and he quoted and believed that the Steelers were the better team. As soon as he said that take, guess what happened? The Steelers lost <laughs> lost four. Well, they lost four of the next five games. Yeah. That just shows you right there that it doesn't matter. A team can fall at any moment, especially if you're getting exposed. Yeah. I mean, right now I'm looking through their, the Buffalo Bills schedule. And the competition they played, honestly, wasn't great. I mean, they played the the Bill. I'm sorry. They lost to the Titans. They got blown out. Um, we all know the Chiefs beat them 26-17. They barely beat the Patriots by three. They lost the Cardinals off that Hail Mary. They beat the Seahawks, which I understandable because Seahawks weren't the best. They beat the Tartars by 10. They beat the 49ers by 10. They beat the, Bill, uh, the Steelers by 11. And they blew out the Broncos. They just basically blew out a lot of teams. And I know they're, they're playing their high horse because they beat the Dolphins by 30. But, I mean, really? I mean, yeah, they played some good teams, but they also played some cup. Looking at their schedule, it's kind of cupcake-ish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had, you know, yeah, we played the Chargers. We played the, you know, some of the same teams, and we beat all those teams. The Chargers was the toughest for us, really, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, we weren't ready for that game. Um, and it, of course, that is also a divisional game, too. So those are always different. So, you know, built, in my opinion, if you beat the Chargers by three and you're not in their division and you play them once every three or four years, then I, that's more understandable. But if you're playing a divisional team and you lose to that divisional team or you barely beat them, then, eh, you know, it's a different story. So, you know, we played a lot of non-divisional teams. Now, I don't, I don't think the Bills, their, their schedule wasn't completely like ours. Um, I don't just, I'm saying, I don't think they played tougher competition than what we had to. No, not at all. And the shows, yeah, no, they're a good team, yes. But yeah, no, and they they're really a good team. Faltered. They're just not they haven't us. really faltered, but they really haven't really gets like a juggernaut. And the Chiefs beat them this year yes. at their home turf by eleven. And the yeah. media refused to, as I said earlier, Kay Adams says they should throw that game out the window. Why? And she wants to say because of COVID and this and that. I'm like this is football. What do you mean because of COVID and COVID's all that stuff there. that happened? It's still here. Those players still signed up to play regardless of the situation and they went out and performed to the best of their ability and the Chiefs ended up winning that game. That game does count. I don't understand her whole concept behind... You know, she's never been a Chiefs fan. She's a I Chargers mean, she's fan just, and they're still in the basement every single year. Yeah, and she just doesn't like the Chiefs. She's never liked Mahomes. She's always had something negative to say about him from year one till now. She still says the same shit. She just doesn't like us. So for her to that's say fine. whatever she wants, that's fine. I don't care. It makes me no difference. She's three and a half foot tall and, and, and she talks out of her butt. But uh, in my opinion, I don't really care. There's not a lot of an- analysts out there that I put much uh, faith into their words. Do you put your faith in Nick Wright? I mean, he's really the only really big Chiefs guy out there on the national market. Yeah, and I put my I, honestly in Kurt Warner. Because mm-hmm. Kurt Warner tells it like it is. Whether it is or isn't, he's not going to... Like, you know, it, when he picked this Chiefs-Browns game, he goes, you know, I would like to see an underdog win a game, but they're not going to beat the Chiefs. He said they're just too good and too high-powered. And he's right. He said offensively, defensively, and special teams, they're all rallying together, and that's what you have to do. You have to have a complete team. And that's what we have right now. We have a complete mm-hmm. team. Complete team. Stars yeah. at every single position. Exactly. And I'm feeling Willie Gay is going to have some playing time this week. Yeah. I think he's going to. I think he's going to be in terror. Remember, yeah. we didn't have him against the Bills the first time around. Nope. We didn't. You know, it's interesting. Ben Neiman hasn't really been having any issues as of late as well. He's been playing pretty well. We have to give him his props. Yeah, he has. And, you know, a lot of times, like I said before, I mean, I, you know, We've heard him get hammered numerous times. I've seen him make some giant mistakes or missing tackles or whatever. But Spags throws new stuff in there all the time. They got him kind of as a rover. You know, he's kind of all over the place. And I think maybe he gets confused to some degree of who he's supposed to cover, when he's supposed to cover him, things like that. Sometimes, like as I stated a million times, some people pick it up faster than others. But 
he's had his moments where he's had some fantastic games. And even last week, I mean, you know, he played well. Or, the, you know, the last week he played. And I can't complain about the way he's doing right now. Yeah, he's had some mishaps this year. And, I'm, you know, last year it was the same thing. I don't know how many times I've seen people say, oh, he's trash. He shouldn't even be on a football team. He how did he ever in get Super in the Bowl. NFL? And he, he showed, showed up Super in the Bowl. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, you can, anybody can be a bystander on a couch and say, oh, he's trash because you see something you think you might see. But until you're in a practice facility and you're watching what these players can do, and then you see them studying and trying and trying to pick up everything that goes on during a game, a very high-paced or fast-paced game that most people can't even get off their couch that quickly, it's, it's very easy to critique someone. But coaches see everything. They see it from the practice facility to the football field and on Sundays. So they know who has potential, who doesn't have potential, who can grow with the team, who cannot grow with the team. And if they can keep somebody on that roster that they feel they can grow, and you got to have faith in your coaches because they took you to a Super Bowl, and they're getting ready to take you to another one. Well, I have faith. The only thing that frustrates me when it comes to Spags is to prevent defense. Why? What's the point of the prevent defense where you can just not stop them Get them the fourth down to get in the punt. I don't understand what's the continuation of doing that prevent defense, Ole. It makes no sense to me. A lot of coaches do that, and some of it has to do with injuries. So if you're beating somebody to the point where it's almost impossible for them to come back. No, we do this when it's like up by like 10. I know. I It makes no sense. I'm like, that thick is score and then get the onside kick. I mean, we've seen it happen before all the time. But you got to look at Andy does a lot of prevent, you know, on his own way, in his own way, he does a lot of prevent. So if we're up by 15, 18 points in the third quarter or 15 to 20 or 17 to 21, just say, and we're in the mid, the middle of the third quarter, he's going to start pounding the ball more. He doesn't want to risk, I guess, a couple of things. Well, now we have a running, sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but now we have a running back who can actually get the ball up the middle. And we do. You're correct. So, you know, you got to look at it from two perspectives. Okay. You can put faith in both sides of the ball that they're going to basically run a prevent offense style or defense style of game. And hopefully they can contain them. Or you go out there and you're the 2000 Ravens and you just beat the living shit out of everybody that's on the field. And then the next thing you know, your star. CB is laying on the ground with a broken arm or your defensive lineman just snapped his ankle or tore an ACL because he's doing everything he can to keep somebody from scoring again. It's, it's kind of a give and take. So you got to kind of with us, we're lucky enough that we have a good, very good defense that is able to keep people from scoring for the most part or beating us. And then we have an offense that can come out, and if we are behind, we'll score 20 points on you in four or five minutes. Not wrong. You're not wrong at all. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you got to... Now, the teams that do prevent defense, like the Raiders are very... They're very good at prevent defense towards the end of a game. If they've got... They do it with a three-point lead. And they'll go into this zone man coverage prevent crap that doesn't do any good for them, and then they end up losing the game. You know, the Chargers were famous for that for a long time. A lot of teams do it just because they think they can. They think they're that good. We know we're that good, and we don't actually have to do it. So why risk? I guess their philosophy is, okay, I got a $54 million man standing on, you know, a line, and we're up by 16 points, and there's... 11 minutes left in the game. So let's try and keep our guy healthy and at least keep them from scoring. And if they do, then we just have to go out there and score a touch, touchdown. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not you wrong know, at all. So, I mean, it just kind of frustrates me, but I mean, if they're doing what they know at the end of the day, I just don't see it coming and bite them in the butt. I don't think it's going to happen so much this, this week. I think this week you're going to see them fight tooth and nail to the, the last second of the game. When that When that clock runs out, that's when they stop. 
That's what I think you're going to, unless we're up, I'm not kidding you, unless we're up by 32 points at, 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 by halftime or the start of the third quarter, they're not going to let off the gas. They're just not. Mahomes is not score, used to scoring 17 and 19 points in a game, first of all. He's just not used to it. And that ain't going to, I don't think he's going to allow that to happen much oh, longer. No, they're going to score. I think they're going to, the hope is that they come out and score a lot of points. So Yeah. And I think right they would have. I think they would have hit our spreads. Everybody's spread, for that matter, at least mine and yours, because I think I said, I think I said thirty, what did I say, thirty-two seventeen or thirty-five seventeen, and you said thirty-two twenty-three. Mm-hmm. Yep. If Mahomes would have been in that in the rest of that game, we'd have scored two or three more touchdowns. It would. It would have. I say at least happened. two. I say yeah. at least two. Yeah. So we would have easily gotten to. 32 points. I mean, it just would have happened. Now, again, there was a little bit of fear right there in that game. We saw it happen. There was four points that didn't get put on that board. And everybody's been making, you know, the comments about Bucker. I understand. Well, actually, I look back at it, and it wasn't Bucker's fault for the missed field goal. That was Townsend's fault, and I apologize to him. Because Townsend has not been putting the laces out. He's been putting him back behind. I don't know why that's a problem, but that's partly, partially the reason why Bucker's been having issues. Why it's not the, all hints, been kind of you Townsend. Can't put the, the laces have to, well. They have to be out, not in. And I don't. They have to be out. I mean, it reminds me of that movie. <clears throat> I can't think of the name of it now. Where, oh, it was Ace, Ace Ventura. Laces out. It was supposed to be a damn Reno thing. He was in the movie too. Mm-hmm. But the laces do have to be out because yep. when your shoe hits that lace line, it will throw the trajectory of the ball off. It just will. Mm-hmm. So you have to put the ball where the punter's comfortable punting the ball. And it just is what it is. So he kicks it a certain way every time. That's how he got good. And that's how he needs to stay good. So. You got one missed field goal and, what, one missed extra point? That's four points. And everybody kept saying, oh, those four points would look good right now when Mahomes went down. That's true. That's true. But, hey, what happened is the defense stepped on Chris Jones. Exactly. He he showed up. Yeah. He showed up. Him and Matthew. And, you know, you look at it, Bucker's still, number. I think he's number two in the league right now. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's real good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's going to come to a point where it's going to work out for the Chiefs. I think they have a good shot of winning it. What is your score prediction for this one? Um, I want sure if Mahomes plays and the one if Mahomes doesn't play. I want two different ones. Okay. Mahomes plays at the statement game. We win 32-17. Okay. Mahomes doesn't play, which is not going to happen. But if he doesn't play... Then it's going to be, um, it's going to be a little different. It's going to be, I st- man, I cannot bet against the Chiefs. I just can't. Um, even though I don't know how Henny will come out and. and well, let's not forget he still has those weapons. Yeah, that's what I'm not so worried about. Those weapons. If it happens, it's going to be a lot closer game, and I think it's going to be somewhere around twenty-three seventeen. Okay, I think that's fair. If Mahomes plays, I think the Chiefs will end up winning. I'm going to say 38 to 24. If Mahomes doesn't play, I think the Chiefs do have a possibility of winning, but I think it's going to be 26 24. I think it's going to be that close of a game. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Um, I don't know if, I, you know, I still don't know if we're going to allow 24 points from any team right now. I just don't know if we will. Um, our defense looks very good. And I don't know. If the Bills, you know, again, their run defense isn't that great. I don't know if their pass defense is that great, to be honest. Um, I just know that right now, I think with our weapons and Mahomes out there and Andy Reid and and especially B enemy calling those plays, we got a good chance of just smoking them. I and agree. We do. And our defense is playing better now than it ever played when we played them the first time this year. And there's a difference again. It goes back to experience. Okay. 
you have regular season experience and you have playoff and Super Bowl experience. And right now, a great example is the Cleveland Browns. They had a 10-win season. They were on top of the world. They were 8-3. and three. Baker was something like 13 touchdowns to one interceptions in those eight games. And they came into the playoffs at Arrowhead and they did not, not look anywhere near like a 10-win team. They look a show of themselves. Exactly. Their two-headed monster was non-existent. Both those heads got chopped off. That personal game, it was personal for somebody. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Chiefs Kingdom. But it's a different mindset. It's a different atmosphere. It's a different level of play in the playoffs. And the Bills have not been there. Josh Allen is not ready, in my opinion, to walk into the playoffs against the reigning champions. He's not ready for that. Everybody that's on our football team right now has a freaking Super Bowl ring. Or has been in the playoffs and has done extremely well. Le'Veon Bell, you know, the new guy. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) If you want to call him that. But there's there's a totally it's a totally different atmosphere, a totally different mindset, and a just a different feeling. And when you're playing in somebody else's house for the Super Bowl and you've never even been in a playoff game, shit. Well what I was gonna say, yeah, Arrow has a different animal. He's gonna get it there, is. it's gonna be loud, they're gonna be loud and proud. I mean Hey, you know what? If game. they were playing a different team, a different team in the AFC Championship game right now, I would say the Bills probably got a shot. But they're not. They're playing the reigning Super Bowl champs at the exact same team they were last year with the addition of a few extra great players. So all your skilled players are there. Everybody that got you there is there for the most part. Mm-hmm. With the addition of some better, you know, even better players in my opinion. So we got to, you know... We got a better shot this year of winning the AFC Championship, in my opinion, than we did last year. Oh, wow. I, I knew they could beat the Titans. I, had a I don't know, man. I was them. a little nervous with them Titans, to be honest with you. You know I, was I mean? When they went down 17-7, to 7, I was like, yeah, I mean, but then the defense, hey, they stepped up, and I was yeah. feeling the defense going to step up again. Tyron yeah. Matthew is not going to – Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, they are not going to let them go down without a fight. And, I mean, they're not going to go down. Oh, and the one thing that Tyron has mentioned numerous times now, especially after this week, they are one game away. Mm-hmm. One game away, and that's all he keeps telling himself. We're one game away. Mahomes is the most cool, collected, non-rattled quarterback I've ever seen. I've never seen a quarterback that could be down 24 points and sit on the sidelines with this just unbelievable somber not even a somber but a just a relaxed look on his face like this ain't no big deal he doesn't get frazzled he's not Philip Rivers shit doesn't get to him he just looks for ways to win and that's what we're going to do man I agree I agree as Mahomes always said during that Texans game do something special do something special they're already counting us out down yep. 24 nothing. they came back and delivered Every time the Chiefs have been down, he has given an inspirational speech to them, and I believe that they have a great chance of winning this game. Yep. I don't know what the spread is, and I don't know what the favorites are. Right now, it's the Bills by one and a half. Really? Yes, but I think that's because Mahomes doesn't play, because everyone's convinced he's not going to play yet. Who's convinced of that? Media, Vegas? because they're holding they're holding out. Because oh. it's not been confirmed that he's going to play. Mm, okay. Well, I hope they uh, I hope they get their popcorn ready yep it's going to be a great game I can't wait yep alright guys well um, it's been another great show appreciate you guys listening and um, any parting words bro I'm to say uh, thank you guys for listening to the show once again um, always make sure to check our podcast page at first uh, sorry at first and ten show Yep. What we'll be doing now is we'll be before that before the shows we do on Tuesday and Thursday and even Sunday we will be doing polls and we tweeting them through at JP Cheese and at Cheese Focus accounts. 
in order to get them out there to see what you guys think because we're going to be adding that up to the show and hey we're also possibly looking for a couple guests in the future so hey let us know if you're interested but yeah just thank you for all support we'll continue to give you guys good content we're hoping and praying that the Chiefs can win this game and run it back that's it all right guys well um have a great week just be positive and uh we'll get through this super bowl be the one shining light for the kansas city is getting through another super bowl and winning it you know through all this stuff that's gone on this has been you know the chiefs have been the uh the highlight of my year so i hope it's been the highlight of yours with that being said peace out chiefs kingdom thank you chiefs kingdom and take it one week at a time as i always say on every show that's right Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code RESTful15. So head to bollnbranch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.